Welcome to Vedic Mythology, Music, and Mantras. I'm Ben Collins. Show notes and other details on the podcast can be found on the web at puja.net, P-U-J-A dot N-E-T. This podcast presents the timeless stories of the Vedic tradition of India, and my goal is to inform as well as entertain, because aside from the spiritual inspiration one gets from these stories, they're also fun and amusing and enjoyable. And what makes the Vedic tradition different is that it's a living tradition. The mythology is vibrant and alive and relevant even to uh, those of us in the West and in a modern world. This is the second show in our series on the 700 verses of the Devi Mahatmyam. It continues to tell the story of the goddess Durga, and in this uh, podcast we present chapters 4, 5, and 6. In chapter 3, uh, the goddess Durga defeated Mahishasura, and this chapter opens with many verses of praise for her. It's an interesting aspect of the uh, Vedic tradition that while the male gods are usually seen as very different and unique individuals, uh, the goddess is always seen, uh, seen as different manifestations of one entity. And here in verse 10 and 11, the goddess is referred to as the soul of the Vedas, as Lakshmi, who is the wife of Vishnu, as Gauri, who is the wife of Shiva, and as the intellect in our own experience. She's also referred to as Swaha, the wife of Agni, the god of the Yagya fire, and in Yagya's all offerings into the fire are concluded with the word Swaha, so all offerings are made to her. After praising her, uh, the goddess inquires of the assembled gods what they wish from her, and uh, since Mahishasura was already dead, they say to her, Whatever mortal shall praise you with these hymns, may you be gracious towards him and increase his wealth, protect his wife and family. So she agrees and disappears. Now as time passes, uh, <clears throat> in chapter 5, uh, Indra, who was the king of the heavens, king of the gods, uh, he was overthrown by two demons by the name of Shumba and Nishumba. And as usual, they take over heaven and they throw out the gods who are forced to hide because they are too weak to uh, do battle against the demons and they need help. So the gods go to Himavat, who is the lord of the mountains, and they cried out to Parvati, who is his daughter and is the wife of Shiva. And she comes to see them, and as is the tradition, they spend many verses complimenting her with a recitation of her, her powers and qualities and, and beauty. So this section of Devi Mahatmyam is quite famous and rather melodic, and it runs from verse 14 to 80. Uh, it's very beautiful in Sanskrit, and roughly translated, each verse goes like this. To the divine goddess who resides in all beings in the form of, and then they fill in the blank here, we bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her, endlessly we bow to her. These verses list the qualities of the goddess, and they're actually quite interesting. Some of them are consciousness, intelligence, sleep, hunger, power, thirst, modesty, peace, memory, compassion, mother, error, and all aspects of sensory perception and consciousness. 
In the story, after this hymn, uh, Parvati agrees to help the gods, and uh, hearing of their trouble, she becomes quite angry, and a new form of the goddess comes out of her. Uh, this new form is angry and dark, and was called Kalika. But almost immediately, Kalika takes on a very beautiful and calm form, and he, she goes and sits in the mountains, and she's seen by two servants of the two demons that had overthrown heaven. The servants are Chanda and Munda, and they report back to Shumba and Nishumba, the demons, that there was a very, very beautiful goddess sitting in the Himalayas. And the messengers say, almost taunting them, that, hey, you have every material pleasure, you rule over heaven and earth, but you don't have her, and she's really something. And so you should go and capture her and force her to marry you. And here's where I think Vedic mythology really gets fun. It has a huge sense of humor, because Shumba and Nishumba send the two messengers, Chanda and Munda, back to chatter up and to explain that their bosses, you know, are really quite something, and that she could have her choice of which one she wants to marry. And then she would have everything in heaven and earth. And she says, well, I don't know. Why don't you have them come and fight me, and I will marry whomever can defeat me. So in chapter 6, the messengers get quite indignant at this, and they go back to Shumba and Nishumba, who were predictably insulted by her rude attitude. And so they send uh, off to do battle with her, a general, um, by the name of Durla Lochana. And the translation says that he was instructed to fetch here by force that shrew distressed by dragging her by her hair. And Durla Lochana goes and says, you know, I'll give you a chance to come nicely. And she says, no, thank you. And simply reduces him to ashes with a single repetition of the mantra, Hum. So his army attacks, and Durga stands while her lion kills them all himself. So chapter 6 ends with Chunda and Munda being sent off to attack Durga. So now we'll continue with the recording of Chandipat, the Devi Mahatmyam. Jan <laughs> 
ಅಪರಾಧಾಕುರಾಕ್ಷರಂ ದೇವ್ಯುವಾಚಸೋ ಗರ್ಜಗರ್ಜಕ್ಷಣ ಮೂಢಮಧುಯಾವತ್ಪಿವಾಮ್ಯಂ ಮಯಾ ಕೈರ್ಜೀವ್ಯತೈ ಕುಪಿತಾಂತಕದರ್ಶನೇನ 
देवी प्रसीद परमा भवती भवाय सद्यो विनाशयसी कोपवती कुलानी विज्ञात में वैरस्त में नीतम बदम सुखकुलम महिषासुरस्य ते सम्मता जनपदे ಸ್ಮೃತಾಮಿಮತೀವಶುಭಾಂಗಾಸಿ ದೃಷ್ಟೈವಕಿಂದಿಲೋಕೇತ ದುರ್ವೃತ್ತವೃತ್ತಶಮನಂತವೇವಿಶೀಲಂಪಮಾಭವೇಸ್ಯಪರಾಕ್ರಮಸ್ಯೂಪಂಚತ್ರುಹ
ಪ್ರಕಾಳಿ ಕ್ಷಣಶ್ಚಾಖ್ಯಾ ಯಥಾವತ್ ಕಥಯಾ ಮೃತೆ ದ್ವಿಗಂಬಾರವಣಸ್ತು